Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn how your sleep issue could be preventing you from reaching your fitness goals. So keep listening to find out more and get your takeaway action for this week. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I wanted to start by saying thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm so grateful to those of you who are listening and open to learning and coaching around your sleep issue because I know it's going to make a difference to you. And um, yeah, so just thank you. Thank you for listening and and being open. And I hope you're having a good summer because we are in July now and it's that time when many of us go on holiday and consider wearing a little less than we may do at other times of the year when it's colder and I don't know about you but as usual I have gotten to this time of year and got my summer clothes out and started to consider health and fitness a bit more and maybe you do something similar and I know it's common for people to associate kind of getting a year older with putting on a bit more weight each year or noticing a slight decrease in fitness gaining weight and getting less energetic kind of incrementally without seemingly having changed your lifestyle or your diet. So I I feel like as a society, we tend to associate this pattern to some extent as a sign of getting older. But what if it's not getting older, but just not getting enough sleep? What if your sleep issue, or more accurately, not having managed to resolve your sleep issue for another year and building up further sleep debt actually had something to do with this trend so what if lack of sleep was affecting your weight and fitness even whilst you're at the same time trying to eat more healthily and exercise what what if you are trying to combat that um creeping increase in in lack of fitness and actually doing something about it and and you're not actually seeing any inroads okay so in this episode i'm going to explain how science has proved that that could well be the case and it's not as crazy as it sounds so if you're trying to lose weight or get fitter, you're probably working from those principles that we're all told by fitness experts that you need to eat less, eat healthier, or exercise more, or a combination of these. So that's what I'm going to go into a bit deeper in this episode and explain the relevance of sleep when we start out on a fitness plan that incorporates these type of actions. So the first thing is I'm going to start with the obvious impact here, and that's the lack of sleep causes a reduction in physical energy and it can actually be up to a 30% reduction in energy which is massive and if you think of that having almost a third less energy then it's easy to see how on top of your job or your business and running your home and taking care of your kids that you just may not have the physical energy left over for exercise or just any kind of activity on top of all that other stuff that you have to get done and you're much more likely to want to just relax on the sofa instead. So less energy means less activity, less motivation to exercise, and therefore less calories burned, and less likelihood that you're going to be motivated to stick to that exercise routine that you had planned. And 
lack of sleep also affects your eating habits too. So just to give you a bit of background, if you don't already know, when we get hungry and it feels time for a meal, there are two hormones in the body that are mainly responsible for this kind of process and managing our hunger levels. And these are leptin and ghrelin. And one of them is responsible for making us feel hungry. And then once you've started to eat, the other one is responsible for signaling that you've had enough and you should stop eating. And if we don't eat sleep enough, then the production of both of these hormones is affected. And specifically, unfortunately, the hormone responsible for making you feel hungry increases and the hormone which makes you feel full decreases. So the result is obviously that you feel more hungry and at the same time slower to feel satisfied when you are eating. So scientific studies have attempted to actually estimate the effect of this in terms of calories and the estimate came in at around 300 calories a day just by the fact that you're going to feel hungrier and then you're going to eat more before you feel full and stop eating. And if you extrapolate that out, that could amount in itself to over a stone in weight gain every year. So you can see already how that sleep can um, trigger things that can lead to that slow, slow creep in weight gain. And as well as our main meals of the day, most of us find ourselves reaching for a snack too. I definitely do. And have you ever noticed that on some days you're totally happy with a piece of fruit, but on other days your eye is wandering to that brownie in the coffee shop or like me, maybe you're rummaging in your kitchen drawers just totally randomly on a whim looking for chocolate. And the scientific studies that they've been carried out on this area too, and what they found was that when you haven't had enough sleep, you release other hormones which make you feel like snacking. And when you reach for that snack, you'll be craving foods high in sugar or heavy carbs or salt. And they calculated that this could be a 30 to 40% increase in your interest in these types of foods rather than more healthy snacks if you haven't had enough sleep. And if you give in to this craving consistently, then they estimated that could amount to another 300 calories a day. So again, you can see how really without without us being aware that we're doing this or, crave, or having these cravings particularly, we're just having this creep creeping increased calorie intake. And these studies were of so much interest to me because when we're doing well, we like to congratulate ourselves for our strong mental attitude and our willpower. And when we're not doing well, we tend to beat ourselves up with guilt and anger kind of directed inwards towards our own self. And so it was really empowering for me to understand that on days when I don't get enough sleep, there are hormones at work driving this behaviour and cravings. And it's making it a much tougher battle to use my willpower against it. So I want to explore this point a little deeper as well because the concept of willpower is so fascinating to me and there are lots of things in life that we like to attribute to willpower and commitment and I have absolutely been guilty of this of congratulating myself on my willpower to commit to getting something done and sticking to it you know and saying I have great willpower but also at the same time guilty of judging myself against others and comparing when they appear to have more willpower and commitment than I do to stick to a particular task of practicing some skill or doing some exercise every day and then they absolutely nail it and when I used to try and fail to achieve the same things I'd feel angry and frustrated at myself for failing and we like to think 
and I've touched on this before in previous episodes, that we are very sophisticated, rational, intelligent human beings that can use our cognitive reasoning to drive our behaviours and override our primitive urges to eat cake when they pop into our minds. But here's a problem with this. A whole bunch of other studies have showed the link between lack of sleep and a reduction in cognitive higher brain function. So what this means is that there is a disconnect between our rational cognitive brain and these other less rational subconscious emotional parts of the brain. So we're not effectively able to override these. And I've talked about this in more detail in previous episodes, but but it comes into play again here. So when you have not slept, you're not on form, you're not fully in control, and so you're not able to rely on the strength of your willpower necessarily to overcome these effects, the effects of lack of sleep. So it's important to know that you're not giving yourself the best chance to resist if you're not sleeping. These are powerful hormones having an effect and your ability to apply rational control thinking is also reduced at the same time. So these are the things um, that keep us driven to do exercise that we wouldn't normally and resist our old patterns of thinking, etc. And they're not, well, they're not working as well as they would be. And so there's one more thing to finish that I want to mention on the link between sleep and weight loss and fitness and that's when you haven't slept your body will be less willing to give up fat and it will tend to burn more muscle instead so when we're tired we're hoarding fat and even if you manage to do the exercise that you promised yourself you would you're more likely to burn your muscle and hoard your fat than if you'd had a full night's sleep So I hope that you can see that there is a link between your fitness and in particular your appetite and resulting weight gain or weight loss. So your takeaway action for this week, if you've been struggling to achieve the level of fitness that you want and beating yourself up about your lack of willpower or motivation or how you feel about yourself, then please stop with all of that this week. Just acknowledge that while you have a sleep issue, your hormones are going to be working against you in your bid to get fit. But at the same time, this worry and negative self-talk can actually feed the cycle of poor sleep because worry directly impacts sleep. So if you are stuck in this sleep worry cycle of not being happy with your fitness and then beating yourself up about it because you can't seem to stick to a fitness plan, which is making you feel down and then worry and then this impacts your sleep, then please give yourself a break this week because what we tend to do when we have a sleep issue is to start to worry about all the other things in life that don't seem to be going so well without fully acknowledging that your sleep issue can be exacerbating these other issues. And so you don't need to try and tackle all of the other issues at the same time as your sleep issue. So give yourself permission to just not judge yourself so hard this week and acknowledge that by addressing your sleep problem first, which is what you're starting to do, this could well give you the energy and motivation to achieve the level of fitness you desire in the longer term. Okay, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.